Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. fear and I have four spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from September the 26th 2023 and story number one comes from Anonymous. I had a weird early teen experience because I grew up in the UK in the 80s and 90s to Irish parents. I got asked on the regular if my family were in the IRA. Shit like that just because we were Irish. I was born and grew up in Wales. When my grandfather was sick and dying, my father went over to Ireland to be with him. We were in Wales, waiting to hear from them. I had always had those dreams of being outside my body and floating down the stairs, as every kid did. But this one time, I dreamt I floated down the stairs and looked at the clock we had above the fireplace. It was a half clock and a half painting. The clock read 20 past 8 in the morning. I woke up looked at the kid's Garfield's watch on my wrist and remembered that it read 20 past 8. And I remember thinking, wow, how weird. The next thing, we were getting ready to go out when a family friend came over to give us the news. They informed us that my grandfather had passed. At 20 past 8 in the morning. I refuse to believe that it's just coincidence. On many occasions, I have felt someone sit on the edge of my bed. I can actually feel it go down. I'm not afraid, I say out loud, thank you for looking out for me. And I've not had any problems at all. I think that you should thank and respect your ghosts. And again, with the clocks at the time of death, I think that's quite a common phenomenon that happens with people when somebody in their life dies and they see a particular time on a clock. Or in this case, obviously, you see a dream of a time on a clock and then you wake up at that time and that's the time that your grandfather passed away. And some people say that their clocks stop when somebody dies belonging to them, which is a very strange phenomenon. And I do think it's such a lovely thing to be aware that these things are happening and to try and not feel that fear and just be respectful, like you said. And as a side note, Anonymous, um, I know that you grew up in the 80s and 90s which was the height of the troubles. And I can only imagine that people asking things like, are you in the IRA? A, thinking they're funny. B, just being moronic. While I've not experienced that, I have experienced a lot of pretty stupid, stupid things (laughs) from people on account of being Irish. And uh, yeah, it's very frustrating. Very annoying. And story number two comes from Anonymous. When I was younger, around four or five, I had my first and only sleep paralysis episode. Let it be known that I was not a scared kid. I would beg my dad to read me scary stories before bed every night. And not like kids' scary stories, like Little Red Riding Hood. 
like the hat man and murder cases. I woke up and I could tell something was wrong, but I didn't know what. And when I looked to my right, I saw a hand, but not a normal hand, one that was pitch black and was really big. So I sat up and tried to get out of bed to go and get my mom, but I couldn't move from the waist down. And at that point, it had grabbed my foot and was pulling me down the crack in the bed. At this point, I was screaming, but no one heard me. It pulled me down the crack and I saw its glowing red eyes. I woke up the next morning under the bed. It's always so hard to differentiate, you know, what is sleep paralysis and what could be something else, something other. I always think the wisest way to manage these things and not be eternally terrified is to just think it's probably sleep paralysis and leave it at that. But as a child of like four or five years old, that must have been absolutely petrifying to wake up with this huge black hand and then feel something grab you and pull you down into the crack in the bed. Absolutely horrific. And story number three comes from Tammy. Let me start by saying that I've always been intuitive or an empath. My story starts when I was about nine years old living in a creepy townhouse in Iowa. Mind you, the man haunting never did anything out of malice. He would walk around, throw things, but never at anyone, and once took a 40-pound mirror off the wall and slid it down while we watched, but not breaking it. As I grew older, I found I just knew things, and it honestly didn't bother me that I sensed things about other people or knew when something would happen before it did. It just bothered my family. Fast forward several years, and I became a massage therapist. And the strangest, honestly scariest thing was working on a very young client who just felt heavy. I'm not sure how to describe it. She was old and haggard and just sad. As I worked on her, I felt something dense and, to be honest, evil, even though I usually do not believe in that. At one point, I felt this thing creeping into my body and squeezing my heart. Somehow, I found the strength to say internally, you are not welcome in my body or hers. Go back to the earth or where you came from. And I felt it shoot out the bottom of my foot. Afterwards, the young lady was so light. She was crying and she looked young and alive. Fast forward to 13 years ago, I became a young widow. At the moment of my husband's passing, the alarms went off and I suddenly felt so lethargic. I thought I would pass out. I now know I sense when someone close to me is passing. There have been so many times I've seen things. Once after he passed, I saw what you referred to as the shadow man. A tall black figure, but I didn't sense that he meant harm. I did a Reiki session where I saw him and I got to ask why he showed up. And he said it was just to remind me to ground myself and be present. I hear so many stories of guardian angels or loved ones helping, and that happened too. I was on the way to take my daughter to the airport and suddenly... A large metal object flew off a truck. I was going 65 miles an hour at that moment. All I know is I felt like we were flying. And the next thing I know, we were safely on the side of the road, perfectly parked. And mind you, I cannot park well on a good day. The tow truck driver came and all four of my tyres had been slashed. And they didn't understand why all of the tyres still had tread on them. I also dated a man who brought an object in that for some reason I actually hated. Weird things started happening and this entity liked to scare my youngest son. When he confronted my ex, he called him Mr. 6am. 
Anyway, the relationship didn't work out and when he moved out, this asshole of a spirit kept knocking on my door. That night, I was too tired to do a cleansing, but my son was terrified, so I told him to call his dad in. And the next thing I know, my son says, Mom, it's okay. I feel Star, our dog, that had passed away from cancer and she's holding me like she used to, so it's going to be okay. The next day, I burned sage and told Mr. 6am that John, my ex, now lives in Illinois with his parents and he isn't welcome anymore. Needless to say, we have not heard from him since. My children are all empaths too. Maybe losing their dad early, maybe because we both are, who knows. I just know I stumbled upon your podcast and I love hearing other people's stories as it's good to know we are not alone. Tammy, that is what we aim to do around here. I always hope that when people listen to the podcast, every single episode might not be for you. You might not love every single story, but it might make you feel like, oh, other people enjoy this type of content. Other people have these kind of experiences. Somebody else has experienced something similar to me. Other people out there are empathic and just have to get on with it. That's that's what we like to hear. I want people to feel welcomed and not judged and to feel like a part of a community, even if they don't meet those people in real life. Being somebody who did um, massages, it must have been very difficult to do massages and be an empath, right? Because massage is a physical thing. You're physically touching people, strangers, people that you wouldn't ordinarily be touching in a very intimate way, not sexual, intimate different words right for anybody that is misconstruing what I think a massage is but it is very intimate and people need to be vulnerable to be able to get into that situation with you so I'd imagine that for a lot of massages you would feel different things for different people if you are empathic or intuitive and how amazing for that woman to have left your massage and feel physically lighter and feel like oh my god Something has been released through this massage. I don't know what it is, but something has felt better. Your story about your driving your daughter to the airport and the large metal object flying off the truck and then all of a sudden you're on the side of the road perfectly parked. There are so many people who have those crazy experiences where like they're falling and all of a sudden they're on their feet. Or they're driving and all of a sudden they're home really safely, but something has something should have happened on the way home. And it does sound like you have somebody looking out for you, which is, I mean, we we could all do with that in fairness. And I'm so sorry that you lost your husband young, but it is lovely to think that he is stepping in to look after you and your children when you need it. 
I've never had a story that I personally felt the need to write in about. Not because nothing paranormal has ever happened to me, but because I'm weary of the Western and, let's be honest, extremely white ideas of spirits and ghosts. My family comes from ancient island traditions, where spirits and ghosts are not a debate, but rather an ingrained and accepted part of life and familial values. But either way, I haven't ever felt the need to write in. I just love to sit back and bask in the spookiness and the loveliness of the podcast and its listeners. That is until last week, when something just plain weird happened to me. Last week I had to do an at-home sleep study. Quick synopsis of that, you go in, you grab a small kit with a monitor that records your breathing and pulse. And they tell you how to set it up. And you look like a human experiment while you get the most uncomfortable sleep of your life. You wake up, you bring the kit back the next day. It's all pretty basic stuff. I got a call about two days before confirming the time and location of my pickup. When I confirmed the location, the woman on the phone said, The sleep lab is on the first floor, room 182. The thing about the sleep study is you have to go pick up the kit after hours, but not too late. The general doctor's office closes at 5pm but the urgent care and subsequently the sleep lab closes at 9pm, so my appointment was at 6.30. The lab is a perfectly ordinary, recently built medical office. I cannot stress how regular and normal this place is. It's a big building located in the centre of an outside mall. There's nothing creepy about a recently built medical office between a Nike store and a Forever 21, it's just extremely American. I am prone to forgetfulness, that's the polite way to put it, so when I walked into the facility... I beelined for the front desk to make sure I hadn't accidentally misheard or misremembered what the woman on the phone had said. The medical office was quiet, as it should be after hours. I asked the lady where the sleep lab is, without even looking up, and before I even finished my sentence, she said, Third floor. The stairs only go to the second floor, so you'll have to take the elevator. It's behind the staircase. I'm thinking, that's weird. That's not what I remember them saying on the phone but I choke it up to my forgetfulness and start walking towards the back of the atrium. Looking behind the stairs, I see that there is in fact an elevator and the door is wide open. Really odd for an elevator, the doors to elevators don't typically stay open. But I can also see there is clearly a big bold sign that says sleep lab and it has an arrow pointing down a hallway on the first floor. There is no clearer sign than that, so I ignore what the front desk lady says and start walking towards the hallway. The double doors leading into the hallway are closed, so I push it open, only to be greeted with a silent and dim hallway. Like, scary silent. White walls, no people, no signs. At this point, I completely pause, thinking about how strange it was, but I shake it off and just start heading down the hallway. And lo and behold, there is a sign, and it says, Sleep Lab, and below it, it says, 182. So my memory was totally right about the situation. The door to the sleep lab is shut. So I try the handle. It's locked. So I knock on the door. I wait, but there's no answer. It's now 6.25 and I'm getting anxious about being punctual. And I'm thinking, crap, the front desk lady was obviously right. Something must not be right here. So they moved the sleep lab upstairs. It was the best logic I had in the moment. So I head back to the elevator and I'm thinking again about how wildly strange it is that the doors are just open. Until I realise there isn't a button for the elevator outside of it. Nothing to press to indicate going up or down, you just hop on. So I jump inside and hit the third floor button. 
As soon as the doors open on the third floor, I just know I'm in the wrong place. There isn't a soul in sight. There isn't any doors at all. There isn't another reception area to check in for the doctors up there and it's completely silent. The only thing there is, is a standing sign with a piece of paper that just says NAP on it, with an arrow pointing down the hallway. No other info, just NAP. And in what I like to think was a mixture of my general anxiety and my need to be a people pleaser, I followed the sign. I'm thinking, okay, well, NAP is pretty close to sleep and I don't want to be late to this appointment lest these complete strangers think horribly of me. The hallway the arrow is pointing to is, of course, long, narrow, dim and deserted. No windows, just orange overhead lights. I start walking down and I notice about halfway down there is a door. I go to jiggle the handle and it's completely locked. So in a state of delirium, I just keep walking. I get to the end of the hallway and it veers right, down another long hallway. But at the end of this long hallway is a door. I begin to walk towards it and I'm thinking, this one is going to be locked too. There isn't any light shining from under the door, but as I get closer to it, I notice there is another hallway veering left. And I can hear voices. I'm thinking, oh, thank God. As weirded out and confused as I was, I didn't jump immediately to creepy. Like I said, it's a regular old doctor's office. There wasn't really anything to be freaked out about other than the sheer emptiness of where I was. And these voices were clear, and there was more than one. Clearly people who are chatting with each other. I jiggle the handle for the door in front of me just in case. It's obviously locked, but I can hear the voices coming from my left. So I abandon that door in favour of the next. Halfway down the next hallway, there is a door. This door is different, because it actually has a small window looking into the office but it's dark in there and the door is locked and the voices have completely stopped. Okay, so now I'm a little freaked out, but in an attempt to be brave and punctual, I continue down the hallway to see if the voices are coming from there. But the hallway completely ends. No other hallways to go down, no doors, no supply closets, nothing. So there I am, at the end of some very long, dimly lit hallways, having heard voices, but there isn't anyone there. So you guessed it. I noped the fuck out of there. I just started walking back the way I came and not stopping. I hop in the elevator which is open and waiting for me on the third floor. I don't think twice. I hop in and I hit the first floor button. Even in the elevator I'm not really thinking anything paranormal happened. I justified that it could be some people hanging out and talking. Maybe two co-workers who weren't supposed to be there. And so they got quiet when they heard me. I've done that plenty of times with some of my jobs. There, after hours chatting when I wasn't supposed to be. And I just want to get my fucking sleep kit and go home. When I get back on the first floor, I decide I'm going to check the sleep lab again. As soon as I turn into the hallway for the sleep lab, I hear voices. And the door to the sleep lab is open. There is one person in there, so the nurse tells me to wait a moment. Once it's my turn, I go in and I say that I'm sorry I was late, that I came by earlier and the door was locked. And like it's the turning point in a horror movie, the nurse says, I was here. So I say, oh, I knocked and no one answered. And he says, are you sure? I always keep the door open. Strike one of my stomach twisting into knots. 
and so I stay completely silent while he explains the machine to me. He gives me the kit and sends me on my merry way. I pass the elevator and the doors are closed. Someone easily could have been in there and going up, but it didn't help my stomach from twisting more. And in a ferocious act of it comes in threes, there is no lady at the front desk. Only a male security guard standing next to the desk, directing a woman to the urgent care and nodding to me as I left. Everything here was completely explainable in some way, but it was all so fucking weird. I thought about it the whole way home. Naturally, I called my mom to chat about the spooky thing that happened to me. I joked on the phone with her and said, either there was a ghost or that front desk lady was a murderer trying to lure me to the third floor to kill me. And my mom is silent for a moment before she says, it actually sounds like you went through a time slip. You know, like an alternate universe for a minute. My first thought was holy shit. And my second thought was, Emma is going to love this. Day, I have to tell you, you were right. I did absolutely love it. I love a time slip story, as you guys know. And what a way to end 15 days of festive fear. Why did the sign, right, just say nap? Because I would agree with you, right? In my mind, I, I hate being late for things. It makes me really anxious. I need to be on time. If I saw nap, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's close enough to sleep, right? That must be where the sleep study place is. And off I'd go, tottering into another universe. So was the woman part of the other universe? Like, was she like, I don't know, a receptionist in another universe? Why was the door to the lift always open? Because that's weird. Because the person on the phone told you first floor, room 182, right? So you were like, fine, just going to double check and make sure. And, you know, and of course, why would you not do that? So the woman sends you to the completely wrong place and then you follow the science to the sleep lab. The sleep lab is closed, empty, clearly nobody there. So you go, shit, obviously it is the third floor. You go to the third floor, you hear voices chitter-chattering and talking. Like, were that, was that voices of the universe you should be in that were being channeled through and somehow bleeding into the universe that you ended up in? Oh, this is blowing my tiny mind. And then you go back and the nurse is like, I've been here the whole time. Well, you weren't. Because they just knocked on your door and you weren't there. So where were you? Oh, I know you were in another universe. Oh, honestly, that has really blown my tiny mind. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you so much for being here for the entirety of 15 days of festive fear. I know that lots of people find the holiday season pretty difficult. So I hope that listening to terrifying spooky stories has allowed you to have a bit of escapism this holiday season thank you so much to anonymous anonymous tammy and day for sending in your stories remember the last story came from september the 26th 2023 and if you would like to send in your own story you can do so by sending it to real life ghost stories podcast at gmail.com you can also check out the website real life ghost stories podcast.com And if you are desperate for some extra spooky stories, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.